I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined by my good friend from Rockville Center, St. Agnes Parish, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. Uh, the subject of this podcast today is bad thoughts. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, m- most people can relate to this. We go through the day filled with thoughts running through our minds, several, often several at a time. And not all of them are good. I mean, I find myself walking to the train in the morning, let's say, discover if I stop that I'm literally thinking of five or six things at one time. Forgot to pay the bill, have to call this guy today. Hope my sister's surgery goes well. I'm running late. Those are not bad thoughts. So what we want to do in this podcast is stop and become conscious of the fact that sometimes we do entertain uh, a bad thought and what we should do about it. Right, Frank? Yeah. Um, our minds, you know, come up with crazy thoughts out of nowhere. Hundreds of thoughts, you know, whiz through your head all day long. <clears throat> but what isn't voluntary is by no means sinful. Uh, St. Augustine said, it's not the bad thought, it's the consent to it that is the sin. So if we keep that in mind, um, you know, every thought that you have, like so many times people say, oh, I'm committing a sin, I'm committing a sin. No, get, get, get rid of it. Get rid of it as soon as it comes. When you break it down, you know, we, we, we sin by our thoughts when we, we get the thought, then we revel in it. That's kind of the second stage. You entertain it. And then the third thing is finally the consent. But if you look, if, if you're trying to stay away from sugar, you know, stay out of the Coca-Cola aisle. Because, you know, if, if you go down that aisle and you see those little cans now they have, you'll rationalize. Yeah. You know, oh, they're not that bad. They're small. Let me throw them in the cart. Now, of course, we're not talking about a sin there. But, you know, when you think about that, um, you know, when you, when you extrapolate that into envy, greed, and lust, yeah, it becomes a problem. Well, I mean, this has been a popular notion for a long time. I mean, people have written about this for many years. I mean, go back to Dale Carnegie, how to stop worrying and start living or the power of positive thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. You got Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle. I mean, we Catholics can draw from these kinds of things in the popular culture. They all refer to the simple idea of developing a conscious mindset of positive thinking good thoughts. And in a sense, ordering your life from a positive mindset. I mean, we can replace bad thoughts with good thoughts, particularly in the morning. I mean, I I might wake up sometimes having an unsettling dream or a worrisome thought about the day. And I try to deliberately remind myself, even before I start my prayers, remind myself that I come from God, I belong to God, and that all of the grace and goodness that comes from God is available to me this morning, right now as I start my day. And by the way, it's not a bad idea to do the same thing at the end of the day. And so you sort of inform your subconscious mind. Yeah, your conscious thoughts definitely affect your your subconscious. But when you're talking about things like concupiscence, you know, that's, that is something that persists in man to original sin. It's a moral test for it, test for us. It's not a sin unless you feed it. But when you do take the scenario of like lust, when Jesus says you've committed adultery in your heart, it's important that you don't get to that second stage 
Because once you get to that second stage, you're in trouble. You have to reject that thought the minute you get it and say a Hail Mary or say, Lord, give me the grace to resist this thought and then go out and do something else to get it off your mind because you can't negotiate with temptation. Someone who was in AA, and we have a bunch of AA listeners, they can really relate to this because there's a lot of parallels between the teachings of the church and the tenets of AA. The main one being the laws are there to protect you, not to inhibit you. When an alcoholic mistakenly thinks he can have just one, he's sadly mistaken because he ends up drunk and in an earthly hell. And we do the same thing when we commit serious sins. Yeah, and borrowing from the language of drug addiction, uh, you, you could call pornography a gateway sin, just like one drink or one right. And, you know, porn is bad, not only because it leads to sin, but it separates love and sex. It weakens love and marriage. It exploits and objectifies women. And it portrays sex as a predatory game. That's bad. So when we say in the Confidior, uh, I confess to Almighty God that I've greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words. How have we sinned in our thoughts? If we allow a resentment to linger too long, or if we wish ill on somebody, uh, or if we fantasize repeatedly about a relationship with somebody, we got to catch that and not allow that to fester and grow. Right. When you talk about envy and, and resentment, those are two lose-lose sins, if you will. You know, not that all sins aren't lose, but, you know, when you're when you're uh, guilty of the sin of, say, gluttony, you're, you're enjoying a meal to a certain point till you overdo it. Right. It's a good it's a good that you're taking to the stream and it goes bad Okay, with envy and, and resentment. There's, there's no satisfaction in that at all. But we have to guard, you know, against a lax conscience because there are people who think that it's OK to indulge in sinful thoughts willfully. They're sadly mistaken because sins of thought are much more easily committed than the actual sins of action. Yeah. So, Right. If you're if you're you know, if, if you're looking at, at a, the odds of you committing adultery are much lower than lusting after someone. But like we were talking about, you see a good looking girl in that train car every night. You might want to go to another car to avoid that. You are, you're watching a movie or a show that, you know, isn't isn't good. And it's going to get into some, you know, some kind of bad stuff. You know, avoid it. The devil doesn't show his horns. He hides them. You must guide against what you look at. You know, uh, just tell God, look, I don't want this. You know, I don't want this thought. Take this thing away from me. Yeah, we used to call that avoiding the occasion of sin. Of course. I, I think that people, uh, you know, particularly late in their lives who have had disappointments and hurts that have built up over the years, and they may have a resentment towards somebody and they can't let it go. And they need to be aware of that. They just keep grinding on that one thought of not forgiving and not forgetting. And it has a corrosive effect on that person's mind and body and soul. Yeah, it definitely, it's like, it, it's something that eats at them. And the person who they hold this grudge against could care less about them. They're going about their life every day and you're eating yourself up with these, with these bad thoughts. Yeah. Um, but having said that, Frank, I think it's important not to become overly guilt-ridden about bad thoughts, right? I mean, right. we have to be aware of them, but, but becoming guilt-ridden could bring on depression or cause us to lose hope. And we got to right. remember that a sinful thought is different than a sinful action. And an action yeah. is a direct sin that requires atonement and forgiveness, whereas a, a, a sinful thought 
uh, or a, a thought that's bad uh, is something to just be cautious about and, be, and to avoid. St. Francis de Sales tells us to get, you know, you, you will get a lot of these crazy and kooky thoughts, you know, just get them out of your head. We can't be too scrupulous. Okay. That's a, that's a problem. You know, um, you, you acknowledge what you've done. Once you acknowledge what you've done, you know, whether it's in confession or just getting something off your chest to somebody, you're halfway home because you realize that, you know, this could, this could be a problem. So get, you know, get to a priest, say confession, get it off your chest, get rid of that baggage because baggage is the ultimate stalker. You know, it, it, it never leaves you until you just say, look, enough, this is done, it's over with. And some people, you know, you even need like, you know, some kind of therapy. And I would suggest that you go to a Catholic therapist because they understand mortal sin. You know, they understand mortal sin and, and, and venial sin and confession and everything. So you're kind of on the same page. And one thing that you'll find if you do that is that you realize that we are not controlled by our thoughts. Right. That our thoughts are not all involuntary. But it is important, I think, to sit quietly in front of the Blessed Sacrament and try the practice of emptying our minds of all thoughts. Right. You know, for us, you know, the, the, the last thing about scrupulosity is that for the scrupulous person, salvation isn't a joy. It's a relief. And you don't want to think of it that way. We are sons and daughters of God, and he wants to ease your anxiety, not add to it. Oh, I love that. That's great, Frank. So that's uh, that's our that's our discussion about bad thoughts. Folks, don't forget to like us or follow us on your podcast platform. And uh, send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. A-N-Y, Catholic Conversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. Keep thinking good thoughts, all right? God bless, Deacon. Thanks. <laughs>